0: I hope you noticed in the bulletin last week, we had the financial reports for August, and as of the end of August, the balance on our debt for the whole project of where we are now is $794,855.37. Now, is that a lot of money? Yes, it is, but if we keep that in perspective of where we have come from, a mere eight years ago, we were five and a half million dollars in debt. So to get to 794,855 dollars and 37 cents is not really all that bad. Like we're really kind of moving along and quite frankly, a lot faster ahead of schedule. I mean, we're gonna get this thing done. I mean, I remember when I got here, it just looked like a mountain. And I felt like, you know, with Paul writing to Timothy, I needed someone to say, you've not been given a spirit of cowardice. Like, oh, yes, I have. I'm kind of nervous about this. Like, it was just huge, you know? And yet, little by little, you know, it's like, hey, we're all showing up, right? You put in what you can. And it's an amazing thing to me, too, that it's not like one person has just, like, written a check and it's all done. You know, like, everybody is participating with what they can, some more, some less, but everybody is showing up and doing their parts. And what was five and a half million dollars is now, actually, it's even less than $794,855.37 because we're at the, we just finished September, so it's probably close to 50,000 less than that. I've not yet memorized that number, but I'm happy that we're even lower than $794,855.37. It's awesome. And I bring that up because I think it's a good exemplification of, like, the overarching theme of all the readings this weekend, namely, that we need to be faithful, that we have to keep showing up. I mean, everything kind of points towards that from Habakkuk, uh, the wonderful prophet that I just haven't baptized enough Habakkuks recently. So, hey, anybody's pregnant, consider it. It's a great name. Um, but you know, when you think about that, the, that's starting out, how long, oh Lord? But in the end, it's get, hey, the just one, because of his faithfulness, shall live. You gotta keep going. And you know, our Lord in the gospel, we get this start here and we skipped five verses from last week to this week. You remember last week we ended with the conclusion of that story about Lazarus and the rich man and Jesus says those devastating words, even if someone should rise from the dead, they're still not going to believe. And then he says to his apostles. Temptations will inevitably come, but woe to the one by whom they come. It'd be better for someone to have a millstone hung around his neck and him be thrown in the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to fall. But then he follows it up with, if your brother sins against you and then he comes to you and repents, forgive him. Even if he does it seven times in one day, just keep forgiving him. So those two things cause the apostles to say, increase our faith. They need help. They know it's not easy. They know they got to keep going. And I have to tell you, I always used to read what Jesus says here as like a rebuke, right? If you just had faith the size of a mustard seed, you'd say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. And it always kind of sounded to me like, I guess we don't have enough faith because I haven't seen a whole lot of trees being uprooted and planted in the sea. That's why I bring up everything about our campus. If you think back to 2006, This was just a field out here, right? It was just a whole lot of just nothing off of Jake Alexander Boulevard. There were a couple of houses that weren't doing so great. To be fair, I wasn't here in 2006, so I don't know the full extent. But I know it didn't look like this, right? 16 years ago is not that long. And now we have an amazing campus, a glorious church, a thriving school, a hallowed cemetery, a soccer field, trails. It's beautiful. And look at this. There's so many people here. It's like we almost needed to build the church bigger. Why? Because there are people here. They keep showing up. We come and bring our faith and it happens. Like it's honestly, it's even better than uprooting one tree and planting it in the sea. We've taken down a lot of trees, not too many, but enough to make way for this beautiful place that is designated for the glory of God and the salvation of souls. And just in 16 short years and showing up with that little bit of faith that each one of us brings to the table, this is where we are. It's a beautiful thing to recognize and see. I mean, we're talking about Jesus Christ here, who is the one who says to his apostles, when he's got 5,000 hungry people in front of him, what do you have? We've got five loaves and two fish. What's that for so many? It's enough. I'll take what you got. We're going to make it happen. And he feeds them all. And there's plenty left over. The same is true with our faith. You may feel like, "Ah, I just don't really have that much. I'm no Mother Teresa. Fine, you're not called to be Mother Teresa. You're called to be J.R. Roach or whoever else you are in the church, right? Like you have a particular vocation. And when you show up with your faith, even if it's teeny tiny, like the size of a mustard seed, he can take it, he can use it. And amazing things can begin to happen. And the other thing that's so amazing to me as we continue on with this gospel today is, you know, it sounds once again like it's sort of a rebuke. Like, just do what you're told to do. Say I've been obliged to do it and come on, just do your work. Okay. At the same time, we got to remember our vocations, what our Lord has called us to, our current state in life is in and of itself a gift. And if we bring our little bit of faith to our day-to-day activities, we see that the very state in life God has given you right now is itself a gift. And we've got to ask for the grace to be able to see that, right? And I'll just give you a couple examples. This last week, I've had some fun things happen to me, as happens every single week. I was told by a little guy in the school this week that I smell like baby Jesus smoke. It's lovely. I don't know exactly what that means, but if I figure out what that scent is, I'll market it and we'll pay off the $794,855.37. Right? I, I don't know exactly what he means by baby Jesus smoke, but he said it. And if I hadn't been there to give them a high five and shown up for the day, I wouldn't have heard that. It's like this beautiful little ray of sunshine, right? It's cool how these things happen. We've got a bulletin board in, in conjunction with our virtues program where the kids are illustrating different virtues. And one of the classes did affability, you know, basically like friendliness, kindliness toward each other. And they had two people like talking to each other with speech bubbles. One said, Good job. And the other one said, thank. Made me really happy. Just that S missing there was great. I got to say to the teacher who was putting it together, good job, and she responded, thank. It's wonderful, right? And I'm not making fun of the kid at all. It's a beautiful thing, and if you have eyes to see, right? And these things happen every day if what? If we show up if we're faithful to what God is asking us to do, you've not been given a spirit of cowardice, but of power and love and self-control. Don't be afraid of each day. Don't stay home and watch Netflix. Don't stay under the covers. Don't be afraid to go about the daily tasks. Because, like hey, like I said, even with Habakkuk, right? How long, O oh Lord? All these things happen, happening around him at the time of the exile, right? Okay, but what does God say? The just one, because of his faithfulness, shall live. He got to keep being faithful, regardless of what the circumstances are. Yes, sometimes we're going to have to suffer a bit on behalf of the gospel. There are, of course, challenges every single day in our lives, both small and personal, all the way up to global. However, our Lord stays with us. He wants us to be faithful, to bring that mustard seed size faith. He'll take it and he'll make it bigger, and he'll help us to keep happening what's supposed to happen, and he'll show us all sorts of gifts along the way. What we have to do is to keep showing up. And I'll tell you, this week I'm blessed I get to go on retreat with all the priests of the diocese, and it's going to be, you know, another fun thing. It's like, you know, like I just said, these little inside jokes that come up, right, in the school or wherever else. You don't have to be a priest for these things to happen. But a unique thing I get to do as a priest is spend a week with a whole bunch of priests. And just to be honest, it's like the one week of the year we're all together when we don't wear our clerics. And it's clear that there's a reason why we do. We don't understand fashion. Like none of us know how to match anything. I'm going to see a lot of socks and sandals this week. And it's just going to be really impressive. You know, white socks, black pants. We're good at this stuff. Um, and it's a fun thing to watch, right? And our Lord is there to say, isn't this great? And what we're going to have here is perpetual adoration. I can't take you all on retreat with me, but what I can do is leave the church open 24 hours a day with our Lord right here on the altar, right here to be with you, to say to you, look what's going on. Look at these little things that are happening. Is this a cross? I know, but I'm here to bear it with you. Because the beautiful thing is, is our Lord is not the type of master who just dictates from on high and stays away. Even as he says this about a servant coming in from the field, am I just going to say, okay, I'll take care of you now? No, keep doing your work. But in just a few chapters, in Luke 22, he's going to say, I'm the one here with you, serving you. He washes their feet. He gives them his body, blood, soul, and divinity. He acts as a servant. He gets down into the trenches with us. He doesn't abandon us. And it's important that we keep coming to him and talking to him about what's going on. To say to him, reveal to me in my life all of these good things that are a part of my vocation. And the glory is, it's like we don't just have to wait for heaven off in the horizon. He begins to reveal it to us even right now. Even when we're going through struggles, he's there to help us bear the cross. What I highly recommend is you take some time this week I do it every week but take some time this week when we have perpetual adoration the whole week and just come talk to him once again don't be intimidated because you're not Mother Teresa it's okay none of us are he made one of them and that's lovely and I'm so grateful that he did but he made all of us and he made all of us to be saints and he made all of us to be in a relationship and to love him so don't think to yourself I'm not a very good prayer I can't pay attention so what? What he wants is for you to talk to him from your heart. I don't care if you come in for two minutes or two days, it doesn't really matter. Come in, tell him what's going on. Lord, this is what's happening in my life right now. You may, once again, repeat Habakkuk. How long, oh Lord? What I'm going through right now is so hard. He'll say, remember, the just one by his faithfulness shall live. Keep showing up, keep being faithful. And remember that you don't have to do it alone. And when you bring your life to him and present it to him, he's going to show you these wonderful little, for lack of a better phrase, inside jokes, these wonderful fun things that he says to you. I remember one day, two or three weeks ago, I was told by the kids after school, you're really getting a lot of gray hair thanks, buddy. That's wonderful. Then I went on a sit call and she said, you're just such a kid. You're younger than my grandchildren. Thanks. It's this funny in-between thing where I'm not the right age for anybody. Wonderful, right? And our Lord is right there. Because you've got to smile in the midst of so much of this. It's not just, you know, we can't just bear it. We got to grin and bear it. And he's there to help us every step of the way. The important thing is that we do what? We show up We come to him and ask him to reveal the mystery that is our vocation. I guarantee you, he has called you to be a saint. How do I know that? He's created you. He wants you to be with him forever in heaven. The glorious thing is, it's not as though he just threw you into the middle of the pool and went away. He's there to help you out along the way. Come, talk to him, spend time with him, tell him what's going on in your heart. He'll keep helping you. He'll keep showing you the glories that are all around you. The big and important thing is to remember, our Lord is always faithful. He always shows up. The important thing is make sure you show up too. Praise be Jesus Christ.